Welcome back to another episode of Sports Damn Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hooker. And who I'm here with? Uh, Jackson Bramlett from Mercer University. And Gabe Stutz. Athens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, That's 706, man. Every right. day. Sir, uh, you you love it. You love, you love that little chain. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about college football. What what did you guys learn from last week of college football? Gabe, you can go first. All right. I mean, hey, Kentucky. I don't. I don't know. They they look like a good team, but they ain't consistent. They ain't got no consistency. And I also learned Ole Miss still got a QB problem. No, they do. Those are two biggest things. Cause that was the main game last week. Clemson, they look good too. Playoff contender for sure. I think, I think Georgia got some questions they need to address. Cause that's that's two straight weeks of suspect, questionable football from what we thought was the number one team in the country. Absolute. So I don't know. That's that's my biggest. That's my biggest question. What's going on with you? I learned is that it's literally in the SEC West. It's literally Alabama, a big old gap, and then it's the next, and then it's like Arkansas. That that's bro, what I, I don't know, bro. You got to think Tennessee, bro. Tennessee is looking. He's in the West. West bugging. And Ole Miss got to be above Arkansas at this point. You can't you can't lose two games like they did and be in front of. Undefeated on Miss. Yeah, it's like every year the SEC always it, it evens out to where it's just Georgia and Bama, just about, just about. Yeah. But, but but Georgia still has to play Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. So we we don't know how they play because if they play the same way they played against Mizzou against Tennessee or Kentucky, that's an L. I think I think it's just. Having Tennessee at home is going to be big because the way Georgia plays is going to counter the way Kentucky plays. I mean, both of them want to run and they want to, you know, line up and just beat you at the line of scrimmage. But ain't nobody beating Georgia at that. Only person, only team in the country that has the defensive and offensive line recruiting, and not even offensive line. Only team that compares defensive line recruiting is Clemson. Yeah. Year in and year out. Oops. That's fast, that's fast, that's fast, that's fast. All right, so talk, talk to me about the Kentucky and Ole Miss game. What, what, what did you guys see tonight? I'll let you go I first. Saw, I saw two bad football teams, honestly. Like, that fourth quarter had so much sloppy football, so many turnovers. It was like I didn't even think they wanted to win. Like, that's not SEC football that I'm used to seeing, and that's definitely not – Ranked, I don't know what Kentucky's ranked there. They were top 15, but that's not what they should be playing. Like, that's that's what they're going to be ranked. Personally. I mean, Kentucky gave that game away. Let's be honest. I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky just gave it away. I mean, turnovers, they didn't – they just didn't play clean enough. They should. They had every chance to win that game, and they should have won that game, really, but they just weren't clean enough. But biggest thing about Ole Miss – is I think they still got a QB problem, right? They, I mean, because they settled in on Dart being their starter, right? But he did not have that great of a game. I mean, what was it? He threw for, like, I think it was under 200 yards, and I think he had an interception. 
like fifty yeah. percent completion percentage. I mean, not not what you want to see. But that uh, hey, but that running back core though, and two running backs, Zach Evans and what's the other one, the freshman? Oh yeah, the freshman. The fr- the freshman was getting busy quicker than Zach. Yeah, Evans. surprise. Yeah. I mean, that's hey, they got good two running backs. That's gonna be hard for anybody to compare to. Yeah, I mean, what I learned is like. Matt, Matt Corral was Ole Miss last year, so they had to, like, start using their pieces more and more, and they had to, like, incorporate new things because Matt Corral, you could, you could, you could tell Matt Corral play, and he'll, and he'll come up with something in the middle of the huddle. But now it's like you got to increment little stuff so other guys can understand what their role is and stuff like that. But, like, like you said, the running tandem for Ole Miss is probably, like, probably, like, top three in the SEC. I mean, if we're talking just your top two running backs, I mean, it's got to be, I think, at least top five, six in the country. I mean, yeah. I definitely better running backs than those two, but when you're talking about those two, I mean, maybe Ohio State might be the only one that's really got two running backs like that. Yeah. Ohio State, oh, like, Ohio, Ohio State, their offense is like breeze NFL players. Except for quarterback, but I think that could change. I like Stroud. Yeah, I like him too. I mean, Ohio State offense, like like you said, like it's set up to make the quarterback look good. Like, when's the last time you've seen a quarterback go to Ohio State and look bad? Come on, straight lead shot. Maybe Cardell Jones, like even him, he even got his chance in the league. He came in end of the year. So I mean. Yeah. They got a good system over there. Uh, yeah. I think I think Ohio State really wide receiver. You, if there was no LSU, it's hard because like the, the way they recruit now. Yeah, no, the like, way they recruit now. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like they, in like five years, no reason. Literally, they, they have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and they in. And you still have Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Julian Fleming too. Yeah, Julian Fleming, all the people, and they're, and they're all like, Dan is probably like six foot, but think of Marvin Harris. Marvin Harris is like six two, six three. Yeah, he's But if you talking about like wide receiver, you in terms of what they're doing in NFL, like right now, not historically. I mean, you got Jefferson and Chase. I mean, it's hard yeah. to compete with. That's it, like LSU, yeah, and then Alabama. Yeah, I was gonna say, would I be wrong to say put Alabama in that conversation? Because like, I mean, it's not wrong. It's no. like I, I, Alabama can you can put Alabama anywhere except for quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you right? Because <laughs> that's right. the one thing they're not gonna give you. Okay, <laughs> right now, all right. As of right now, I guess that's invalid because like they do have they had three hot quarterbacks in the league at the time, but like. Before these three, like Matt, Tua, and I'm not even gonna say Matt. Before Tua and Jalen, like no, I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't even say Jalen. I'll say yeah, because you call you call Jalen Oklahoma or Alabama. Yeah, I call. I say, say, say Jalen Oklahoma because yeah, I gotta say Oklahoma. Yeah, now they get more credit. Alabama gets more credit for Jalen than Ohio State does for Burrow, but who you got drafted from is who you gotta. Yeah. Be represented by exactly. That's why. I don't know. All right, the next game, 
Talk, talk to me about Alabama Arkansas. Mm. Jalen Milrow is electric. That's the first thing I'm gonna start off with. I mean, he's electric, right? Like I, I mean, running the football, he's there. He's already there. Um, Gibbs, Gibbs looked like what they wanted him to be and what people thought he would be. I mean, he had those two like what seventy yarders in the fourth, so. Gibbs was looking good. Still some questions about wide receiver core, right? They they actually had, like, if you look at team stats, they didn't have necessarily a bad game, but they had, like, three big chunk plays. And other than that, that's where they got all their yards from. So. Oh, I was going to say. Like, when I saw Bryce, because, like, I didn't get to physically watch the Bama game, but when I got the notification that Bryce went down and, that, like, he wasn't coming back to the game, first thing that came to head was, like, oh, is Bama done? Like, you know, Bama's getting, like, people like to say Bama gets saved and stuff, but like you said, like, this Miro dude, uh, Jalen Miro, came in the game, you know, electric, gives the running back. I think when I checked the stat sheet, second half, he, what, broke two 70-yard runs, bro? Yeah, like, and I think they were both in the fourth. I think Bama has a team they need to get where they need to be. If you put Bama in the natty and give Saban an opportunity to win a natty, he's going to compete. And sadly, I see them possibly making it back this year. I mean, early take. Early take. <laughs> <laughs> nah, from what I'm saying, I say is, I say is that Alabama showed me that they – Bryce is not the savior. Like they have a capable backup who can come in. Yeah. Bryce goes down. They'll they'll be okay. They'll they'll be at float. Cause Dylan Monroe, he's a better runner than Bryce. Like I saw, like yeah. I saw when, when he did a little check down. I don't know if it was quarterback draw or whatever it was. He he ran diagonal like this horizontal and still still outran cornerbacks, defensive backs, and all all their safeties. Like he was moving, and then you still have Jameer Gibbs. I don't know. I I, I see I see some people say that Jameer Gibbs is RB one in the in the draft class now at, after after um the Arkansas game, which I I won't, I won't knock it, but I see him as like like a flex back in the league, you know, because Kamara Kamara's not getting fifteen twenty carries a game no more like he used to. Kamara's he's versatile. Like I feel like that's what's succeeding in the league right now. Clyde came to the Chiefs. As an RB one, supposed to be first, second, third down back. Dude had three carries last game, like receiving yards all throughout the air. Like NFL is changing. It's changing. <laughs> I you can't yeah. you can't put anyone over Bijan. I mean, you still. I mean, there is no better running back that's about to come out. And I don't. I mean, I'm having a hard. I wouldn't put Brees Hall or <laughs> Javante above Bijan. Oh. I, my boy, that's my boy, Gabe. I love you. What's up, Justin? Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? All right, Justin, tell, tell, tell the people your thoughts about the Bama Arkansas game since you're the Bama fan. Um, uh, it was it was the only like I think people are kind of overreacting. I won't lie. I think, of course, Bryce Young is the scariest thing. Like he's out for right now for what we've seen, but they've already been posting videos and practice of receivers catching balls and they're not showing the quarterback. And to me, that leads me to believe that Bryce Young is going to be okay. 
So I think that was the biggest thing of that game. But I think what that game showed is that Alabama can still run the ball when they need to. They do have a lot of guys who can who can make a big play, which is what really boosted them because they had, what, two 70-yard runs by Jameer and then the big run by Jalen Milrow. But it still shows that Alabama can still run the ball when their quarterback is not in the game, when things aren't going well, which is all you really need to get by Texas A&M. Honestly, their defense isn't great, and their quarterback isn't good either. So there's no point in playing a running game with them. You can literally run the ball on them and still win that game. So Mm. even if Bryce Young doesn't play on Saturday, I'm not too scared. Um, But overall, I think people are overreacting. If you go watch that game, the only game Alabama, the only quarter Alabama struggled was the third quarter. After that, it blew open again. So uh, I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. But I will say the only thing that has scared me so far is Alabama's defense in terms of DBs. There's there You can see where the holes are. And to me, it's like the middle of the field. Like our linebackers and safeties are not covering. Mm. Spoken like a true Bama fan. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if Bama still had Drew Sanders to go with Will Anderson and uh, Dallas Turner. Now, obviously, I mean, he wasn't playing at Bama. But – if he was on the field at Bama and you had Will Anderson on one side and you have Drew Sanders on the other, I mean, that would be not fair. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's like, when I see Bryce Young go down, I, I was disappointed in Arkansas not taking full advantage of just, like, taking over the game. Like, yeah, you scored 23 unanswered, but why? how couldn't you take, take the lead from him? Because your defense gave you everything you needed, but you still you still couldn't. Get, you still can't get the lead and hold on to it in front of a sold out crowd. So I, I was I was just like that. And Have you I talked was, about Georgia yet? Because there's no way you're on uh, us like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, Georgia. We're not talk about them right now. There's we no way you are on Bama. We like know this. that we we know Georgia got some problems they need to address, and we're gonna give it that for now. For now. Okay. So so do do you guys think that Bryce Young will play this week? I, I'm not going to lie, I think he does. No, I don't think he does. They came out and they, they said it's going to be a game-time decision. No, you don't absolutely need Bryce, but I think they still do put him out there to see what it looks like. They said, I didn't know this, but Saban came out and said that this is an injury that Bryce has actually had before and dealt with before. No one ever knew. So if it seems like something he can get through after that, and they're saying it is what it is, a shoulder sprain, and it's not nothing more because we know – Saban will go up there and cap it up, bro. I won't lie. Like, he will <laughs> lie to us for sure <laughs> and let you know that everything is great when it's not. But I, I, I truly, at this time, I, I actually do believe him that it doesn't look as bad as it seemed. He kept his shoulder pads on uh, whenever he came back after the game. The only thing they took from him was the helmet. And then there was a point in the third quarter where they looked like they're about to throw him back out there because it wasn't looking great. So I, I think he does come out and play, but – let this game get out of hand. Even in the second quarter, short lease, he's gone. Like, we're no risk. Like, if, if, if Bama is up 21 points by the time it's getting close to halftime, you might see Jalen Milrow in the second quarter. Like, honestly. So, so what, is, what are your thoughts on Milrow? Milrow can do as good as Bill O'Brien coaches. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> because Bill O'Brien is a – oh, my God. I can talk about Bill O'Brien's offensive coordinating – for, for ages like this man has no type of set plan for any game that he goes into at any given week it is the same thing it is we're going to try to run the ball when that doesn't work 
we're just going to live on the back of Bryce Young. And that's literally all this offense is week in and week out. We don't have any receivers that have stood out as the guy that you can just go to over and over and over or as a guy that can be a safety blanket for a guy like Jalen Milrow. Because in, in comparison, I, com- I compare Milrow to kind of like Blake Sims or maybe Jalen Hurts in his first year. Mm. Like he was mostly running. He has a big arm and he can throw. But in terms of accuracy and reading defenses, he isn't all the way there yet. So you just can't rely on him like that. So, one, they got to start getting him going in the short passing game first. If you're going to get him passing, start short first. It can't be either a run play or we're throwing 15 yards. I don't get why that's the only two options, why every pass play has to be down the field. You can throw short five, four or five-yard passes and let your guys run because we have athletes, especially like Jameer Gibbs. And then after that, then you have to incorporate that read option and let him run a little bit, man. Like they were letting him run, but only to an extent. And that's when he broke the big one. And then they really started letting him run to me. So you have to prepare for that type of game, a game that could be a slow played game, could be a run the ball in defense and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you're going to get him passing, start short and then move on from there. Bill O'Brien just has to get creative. He has to figure out to do something different than the obvious normal. Like, it, it blows my mind. But Milro, yeah, as an arm talent, just like I, I said. I, I want to, like, touch on something. Because you're talking about how you got to let your athletes really make the plays. Like, don't make it hard on Jalen Milro. And, and, like, I feel like. UGA, personally, I feel like they've been doing that a lot more with Darnell this year. Like, we've really been seeing, like, what the hype's been about. Because, like, last two years, Darnell ain't really done nothing. I mean, he was on the field, but, like, we wasn't throwing it to him. I feel like we really – Darnell's going to be a first-round draft pick, possibly, just because of the potential there is lined up in his career, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. He's, what, 6'8", six, 6'8"? Seven, like, bro, that's, that's hard to beat. And him and Brock Bowers, like, tight end-wise, like, weapons, great. That I think is the same thing as Bama. Like, you have some good weapons. Like, Bama has the running backs. We got Jameer Gibbs. We got Jace McClellan. I don't talk about Trayshawn Holden. He is not a weapon. I do not care. He's not the guy. <laughs> like, Ja'Cory Brooks and Isaiah Bond and, and Kobe Prentice, sure. But, like, a lot of those other guys, eh. That, that I'm not saying Burton either. <laughs> like, no. So it's, it's like so to me it's it's the weapons aren't great, but I, I think Georgia's the same way. The weapons aren't great. You rely on mostly tight ends. Like Alabama relies on mostly running backs. Okay, okay. Okay. For for the Georgia Mizzou game, everyone gets their own everyone gets their <laughs> own speech about the game. Who wants to go first? Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Everyone go on mute. We're not, we're not going to say nothing. Okay, okay. I'm muting because I will say something. Go, Gabe. Right, Your thoughts so, on the game. Georgia's still a playoff team. Look, right. The Georgia we saw against Oregon, against South Carolina, that's really who at its core Georgia is. And it comes down to leadership, right? All it is in that game is you. Georgia does not have anyone right now who is going to step up and wake them up to go play Missouri, right? From Missouri, that's their night game. They're playing the number one team in the country, right? That is that is. I'm not. I don't, I don't want to say that's their Super Bowl, but to some extent, that's what it is. I mean, they're just like anyone who comes to play Bama. I mean, they're going to give them their best game, right? And 
a lot of the mistakes Stetson made, it falls on the offensive line, right? I think all Georgia's struggles on offense last week came down to the offensive line. Until mm. the fourth quarter, they couldn't get any push running the ball, right? I mean, when we broke one, Kendall Milton fumbled. Um, Stet's having to throw off his back foot, so he's throwing it high. I mean, he's throwing it high to 6'8", Darnell Washington, right? I mean, that's hard to do. And I think if Georgia can have someone step up and be a leader, then I think the sky's the limit. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, on defense, I mean, they still look good, right? Outside of a couple plays, I mean, they held – I mean, they locked Missouri down. I mean, there was a couple miscommunications they need to get shored up. But – and also, how long is Jalen Carter out? That's a big deal because all the other guys on defensive line are just complimentary pieces right now. I hate to say that, but that's what they are. If you can get Jalen Carter in there to plug the middle, it changes Georgia's defense a lot. Okay. So. All right. I'm going this. 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 Okay. Okay. First off, Mizzou, hell of a game. I'll give y'all that. It, it was the, the crowd was in it. Their quarterback was playing great. But Georgia, your offensive line looked. Your offensive line was getting beat. Y'all, 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 y'all were supposed to be like this great offensive line that we can trust and depend on. To give give us some push, and now it's just like we couldn't get that. And I I talk about our running back room real quick. Why is Dewan Edwards playing the fourth quarter? Is is outperforming Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, and it was like we you you got you guys supposed to have the keys this year, but but you're, you're giving you're giving you're making Dewan Edwards look like, like he can start next week against Auburn. It's like that's like I have to call out Kendall Milton because. You you're supposed to be you're supposed to be that guy this year. Like King Kenny was supposed to be like a Sony Michelle and you were supposed to be Nick Chubb. We have not seen you get a game over fifteen yards in how long? Like that's what I have to get. And then the defense, the secondary the secondary it looked suspect last week because it was like the safeties in the corners, they didn't know they were like cause the wheel route but by the tight end against that t- that touchdown, I, I just sat there, I was like Literally, there was three guys covering, covering a crossing route, and the safety just standing there in no man's land. And it, and it's like it's crazy because like we we're supposed to say our secondary is really coming up, and like our secondary is really good. I was like, no, bro, like we're still we're still we're still young, and like I I think Keely Ringo was getting beat, like he got beat on the deep ball one time. I was like, whoa, that that's that's why I knew we we're, we're we're in it for a game, but. And then all in all, Georgia's need a defensive outspoken leader. Cause as you saw last year, it was Nicobe. Years before that, it was Rokon Swift, Rokon Smith. Now it's like we don't know who it is. Like all, all guys are great talents, right? But we don't have a great leader right now. And so I don't know. I, I just I was just I was just looking at them. I was just disgusted in my TV screen by the score as a fan, but. I, I I was I was telling I was telling to myself what Jack posted. Jack Jack had said, "Please don't ruin my Saturday," and I felt that because like if Georgia would have lost, my Saturday would have been ruined. I would have talked to nobody. I would have talked to nobody. I would have felt that. But all in all, we 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 can't always depend on Darnell and Brock to get us going. We have to we have to find some other ways to incorporate the run game better. And uh, that's it. Who wants to go next? 
I'll let I'll, 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 I'll let Jack go. Jack go. I think I think I think just gonna have a lot to say on us since we're on Bama head. All right, all right, all right, all right. First off, first off, oh uh, yeah, hell of a game was good. Y'all like like y'all said, y'all gave us our best, and like I'm, I'm gonna put it like this: like last year, Mercer went to Bama, like they gave Bama their best. So like when you put SEC athletes against just just as good of the SEC athletes, like you you gotta expect a good game. Like Georgia did not go into Missouri locked in at all. They didn't. Um. Lad McConkey, he's been shaky last two weeks. I don't know what's up with him. Besides Brock Bowers, I like to say Lad Steph's favorite target because like, we haven't been really utilizing anybody else this year. It's been Lad, Brock, Darnell. Oh, maybe we'll dump it to Kenny. Like I, I think Georgia needs to try to expand their offense a little bit more because Steph is not good enough to be running the same damn plays every game. That's not going to get Georgia a championship. It's not. We don't have that Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb running down your throat running back this year. We don't have it right now. We don't have it. So offensively, I don't know. They need to they need to find themselves. I think they really need to like find themselves as a team. Last year, we can all agree, defense definitely got Georgia that net. Georgia offensively, they did not. They didn't earn it. I want to say it was more so handed to them that they just didn't have to mess it up. And Stetson didn't mess it up. This year, our defense is not what it was. We don't have a Jordan Davis. As of right now, we don't have a Jalen Carter. Keely Ringo, he's not, I don't know, he's not He's not giving me what he's supposed to be giving me. Young cornerback, Kamara Lassiter starting his first couple games. Malachi starts. Yeah, he's playing good, but, like, he's still young. Like, Georgia has a lot of gaps. A lot of gaps. That's... That's all I'm gonna say. I'm done. I'm done. But but before Justin starts, I'll say this: all championships teams go through it. They'll go through this growing pain phase. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we were bad. Bama last year they, they lost to SM. We wrote Bama off, and Bama still made it to a national champion. And I'll say this: yes, these tough, these these little cupcake games that people think they are cupcake, they're really not. Because if if you can overlook one team in the SEC, they can show you their best, like Mizzou did. That's one of the few things I'll agree with, too. And I agree with, okay, so I'll address, like, a bunch of things. Okay, so first thing I agree with, yes. I said this in my podcast at the helm. I said the second tier of SEC teams has gotten so much better. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, there's so many teams that can play spoiler this season if, if Alabama and Georgia don't do what they're supposed to do. I still don't think you can sleep on Florida. I don't think you can sleep on LSU. I don't think you can sleep on Mississippi State. A&M, eh. Arkansas, you couldn't sleep. <laughs> Arkansas, you couldn't sleep on at one point. Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky. Like, all these teams are teams that you could definitely slip up against. That is not just like you write on the schedule of like, oh, yeah, we got our dub that week already because we're who we are and they're who they are. Like, a lot of these teams have gotten a lot better, which is crazy to me. Because for a long time, it was like LSU, Auburn, and Florida every once in a while pop up. But every, but like, most of all, it was just Georgia and Bama back and forth, and now that second tier has gotten better. So I agree with that. This like you cannot just bypass the rest of the SEC anymore and, and think it's easy. And this is why the SEC is the best conference. But on top of that, I do think that Georgia, like Jackson said, has a lot of holes. Like, and 
And Gabe was like, it's just the O-line. I don't think it's just the O-line. I agree with Jonathan. O-line and DBs. And this is something I did on my show too. I ranked the three positions that I think Georgia is lacking in the most. I said O-line right now. They Missouri, and, and this is why the Kent State game was important. Kent State gave people somewhat of a recipe of what you need to do against a team like Georgia in order to have success. Kent State just didn't have the athletes and the talent to be able to fully capitalize and beat a team like Georgia, and they probably won't ever unless Georgia, like, throws three picks in that game, honestly. So I think that they showed that, okay, if you just blitz, if you blitz Georgia and force Stetson to to run around more than he wants to and throw some crazy passes, he might throw a pick, he might fumble, and then on top of that, Georgia's O-line isn't good enough for them to just pound the ball down your throat, like you said. You can't, they don't have a running back, and I, w- I would say they didn't even have a running back that you can consider like that last year. It hasn't been since Chubb and Swift, and, and I mean, not Chubb, Michelle, and then Swift afterwards. To me, it hasn't been since Swift that you've just, Georgia, you could just see a running back that's just like, we put this guy in, we run straight, and we win this game. There's nobody there right now. And the second position group I said was the DBs. Them DBs were lacking. Lasseter got beat a few times. Chris Smith got beat a few times. Ringo was getting beat. To me, a lot of that I'll give somewhat of excuse of because it seems to me like Georgia's just young. Like those DBs are not in the right place. It's not like they're not great players. They're just not in the right position. And Georgia runs a zone defense, which can get confusing for young DBs. And we, I used to see this happen with Alabama when Kirby Smart was our defensive coordinator. That defense that Kirby Smart runs is complicated. I won't lie. Like, it's not easy for you to just pick up. You're not just playing man coverage. There's a lot of times you're passing off receivers and this guy gets this and gets him. If they go in motion, we do this. Like, there's a ton of adjustments that is, is just hard for you to fully learn unless you're playing. And right now, Georgia is getting their first true test to me. Oregon, I don't care. They had Bo Nix. We all know what Bo Nix is. Bo Nix is a pick machine. He is going to give the ball up, and you're going to win because of that. So I don't count Oregon as the first true challenge. Kent State showed a little recipe. Missouri used that recipe, said, okay, these DBs aren't always in the right place. We have some athletes who can go out there and exploit that. And I forget the receiver's name. It was like number seven, number eight was going stupid. But yeah, um, he, he was he was definitely having a great time. And then that tied in, too. And then after that, the last position I said was Georgia's offensive weapons. Like, And that's in overall. The, the running backs, like I just said, I, there's not a guy in that room that you can just be like, okay, this is our guy, and we're going to stick with him and run the ball straight down someone's throat, or we can close out a game with this guy when it's tough and we need to run the clock out. I don't see any of those guys. Edwards might be the closest one right now, which is crazy because, like you said, it's supposed to be Milton and McIntosh. And then after that, if you're relying on Lad McConkey as your number one receiver, you're out of your mind. You're a crazy man. I do not see it. I said this last year before the SEC championship. Remember, I told you. I was like, I don't see the receivers for Georgia. Stetson is doing a solid enough job with guys like Brock Bowers and throwing to his running back that he doesn't have to rely on those receivers all the time. Lad McConkie can get open because no one's paying attention to him. And now people are paying attention to him, and Lad McConkie can't get open. He's an okay receiver to me at best. Georgia has to rely on their tight ends a lot. They're going to have to figure out a way to either develop some of those receivers so that they get better pretty fast or find a way to get a little bit creative with Todd Monken on the um, on the offensive side and, and get those running backs out in space, make them catch passes, 
or make the tight ends catch passes, like in, in other ways. But I will say this. The recipe for Georgia, if you blitz and their O-line isn't that great, now what do you force Georgia to do? Running backs and tight ends have to stay in and block, which means they're not out catching passes and the receivers aren't great either. Stetson's by himself. Like, Yeah, that, that's, that's where we fall to <laughs> SEC play. <laughs> big boy football against big boy football. Non-conference, we show we can be dominant, but now it's time. Now it's time to wake up. Well, that's the end of segment one. Segment two is coming up. We're gonna have the rise of Kansas State and Kansas, California schools. They're both undefeated, both in top twenty-five, and we're gonna talk about Oklahoma's downfall. Oh see yeah. You guys, see you guys. See you guys on next segment. Peace. Welcome back to the second segment where we talk about California schools, UCLA, USC, the rise of Kansas and Kansas State, and and the cause of Oklahoma's downfall. So before I before we start, all I, all I have to say I I have to call out Texas A and M because there's no way in the world that Kansas and TCU is going to be college game days going there before they come to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where we have all this preseason hype on what what has happened. And you guys are being mediocre and being overrated because NIL has came in and y'all bought y'all players. Hmm. Tess and Jibbo Fisher, I'm utterly disappointed in you. They need I agree. to save some of that recruiting money and pay for that buyout. On me. On my podcast, I had the um, I did the little panic or peace thing. Panic on yeah. Jimbo, bro. Jimbo, and like, I give him. Yes, I give him. This season is absolutely done. But Jimbo has two more seasons. If he's not able to get it going, he's on the hot seat or or maybe fired. But like, I don't. <laughs> but that buyout is still about sixty million. Then yeah, I mean it's gonna be a lot, bro. But you can't have a number one class in no, by the time they're juniors and you're still not doing it. You're still losing two, three games a season. That's crazy work. That's insane. But <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's like Jimbo. You look like one of one of the more overrated coaches. In the beginning of the season, y'all were saying it's Dabo. We let's not forget. We're like, Dabo this, Dabo that. I'll, I'll pump it on like, Dabo. Nah, it was, it was you, Justin. We, we, yeah, we, I, I was. it was definitely me. I'll chill on Dabo. I'll chill on Dabo. I even hated on Dabo throughout the first two, three weeks. But this last week against NC State kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And to me, like, there's something to be said about a team that still figures out a way to win. Like how Georgia, even though it wasn't a good win, they found out a way to win. And there's a lot of teams that won't do that in that situation. Same thing with yeah. Clemson against Wake Forest and NC State. So I have to give them applause for that. They're still the team that they say they are because they have that name on their shoulder, Clemson. So uh, That's crazy. All right. So now we're going to talk about the rise of the whole state of Kansas. So let's talk about Kansas State first. Whoa. What, what do you guys like about Kansas State? The running game? I mean, yeah, their offense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, because yeah. I mean, it starts with Deuce Vaughn, right? I mean, he he is that guy, right? And he, he's been that guy. I mean, he was that guy last year. He ran for 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns last year. And then you bring in not just a fifth-year player. I know he was at Nebraska, but a fifth-year starter, right? This is, this is Adrian Martinez's fifth-year I mean, starting at quarterback. In first the Big Ten, now the Big 12. And you give him a running back who can open up some running lanes for him, and that's dangerous. I mean, at the end of the day, 
passing game's not there, but I mean, if you can't defend the run, you better be worried about them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Kansas State, yeah, running game, great. I would say offensively, they're creative, so it covers up the fact that they don't have a great passing game because they do a lot of short passing and stuff like that. That's kind of like an, an extension of the run, like it's like extended handoffs and stuff. So I like that about Kansas State. Um, and they look like a team that could challenge for the Big 12 championship because of how the Big 12 looks right now. Um, but overall, their defense is solid. I would like to see it do a little bit better. But this is something I'll say, is that, to me, people always try to get down on the Big 12 and how they don't play in any de- any defense and anything like that. Kansas State has gone out there, Baylor State, ba- Baylor State, <laughs> Baylor has gone out there and played defense as well. Those two teams have played some pretty solid defense so far this season that I can't sit here and sleep on and act like they aren't really doing anything. So I I give them their credit for that. I would like to see them against maybe a tougher opponent outside of the Big 12 to see if that defense still holds up. But as of right now, Kansas State looks like a really solid team. They're finding ways to win, even when they let teams score 20 and 30. I just believe, I just believe, it's like, it's like the year, it's like, it's like, it never fails to me. In college football, if you have a good quarterback and just a decent running back, but Deuce Vaughn is better than decent, but if you just have those two like ingredients, your team, your team, your team can win games. But as long as your quarterback has that ache factor, like it's shown between with Bryce Young, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, like as long as, long as your quarterback has that ache factor, you you're always in the game. And Adrian Martinez has that. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's so like every time every time I see I see a read option between him and Deuce Vaughn. I, I pray I, I pray I pray for the linebacker that has to read who gets the ball, cause like exactly. you you don't want to bite too much, to Deuce Vaughn, but you also have to have to respect Adrian Martinez four or five four or five speed. Yeah. So it's just it's just it's just it's just crazy. You think Adrian Martinez is a legit NFL prospect? No. He he he, he has to progress better. As a passer, team. the only guy uh, this season left to do that. I mean, it, it, if it, if it, if I, if I see it in the game where he has to pass and he shows me he can, yeah, maybe I'll give him like a fourth round flyer, <laughs> like fourth round. Take him. I don't know. To me, uh, yeah, six I, seventh round flyer. Yeah, I was about to say I training think camp a little invite. bit later than that. Yeah, training camp but, invite really. But, because I, I like Adrian Martinez, but to me, he's nothing but a game manager. He doesn't make mistakes. That's the best thing about him. He's not going to go out yeah. there and throw a pick and ruin the game in the worst situation. He's not going to fumble. He's not going to give you a lot of turnovers. If he sees that something isn't open, he's going to use his legs, like plain and simple. And he knows how to go to his through his progressions uh, uh, decent enough to win them games. So, no, I don't see him being a, a not not a drafted QB, especially this year's. QB draft class. It's about to be crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about to be so wild. But um, I, I do like what I see from Martinez. And like, like you said, it's like, to me, like a guy like Hurts, like he wasn't a great passer, but he knew how to win. He found ways to win. And same way with Tim Tebow. Like he ended up getting drafted higher than he should have because he knew how to win. But when you go back and look at his numbers, he wasn't passing all that great. Like, so... There's a lot of guys like that, and Adrian Martinez is one of them. So, 
And that's why yeah. he wasn't that good at Nebraska is because they got put into a lot of situations where he couldn't just be a game manager and he couldn't just use his legs, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see what happens if they fall behind to a good team and it starts getting later in the game and they have to go make something work. But if they can stay ahead, they're dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited All to right. see them against TCU in a couple of weeks for sure. <laughs> nah, the, the, no, the TCU and Kansas game this week, I'm really excited because both be offenses, both offenses are very are very creative. Both 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 have good good quarterbacks who can who can make something happen, and it's just like they they just have that never die attitude between both teams. And I I just want to see what goes on because like Kansas quarterback um, Jalen Daniels, at first at first we we all we all look at the Big Twelve, we never we never look at Kansas. But the Kansas culture has completely turned around. Like I think, I think they they had their first sellout in, in like forever. Yeah, their first third sold out straight game. now. They sold out this weekend, so third straight sellout. Oh, wow. Third at Kansas for football. You would never hear that. But now, now the culture has changed, and now, now, now it looks like can can Kansas can Kansas can make something shape. Yeah. Now I mean, they now, had they had to work. They had an interview the other week. I think it mm-hmm. was with uh, Jalen Daniels. He said it's the first year that people are coming up to him on campus and recognizing him. Right. So, wow. I mean, that, I mean, that cha- I mean, that I can't imagine. Right. Stetson Bennett walking around Georgia's campus or Bryce Young walking around Alabama's campus and just not getting recognized. Mm-hmm. So I think. <laughs> I mean, I think that's. I think it's if you're a Kansas fan. You love to see the students buy in. Yeah, that, that's what that's really all it takes. Because as long as the students buy in, you you're, you're gonna have a rowdy crowd. Kansas Kansas can stay good and go. I'm not gonna say as far because I don't. They don't have the resources to no. get all the way up there. But they can be a very good team if they can keep their coach for a couple more years and really sound up a culture. Yeah. But if, but, but if he goes to Wisconsin, I don't know. Cause that's what they're talking about. So. Yeah. Okay. So talk, talk to me about the California schools, UCLA and USC. Jordan Addison is him. Caleb he Williams is him. Is also <laughs> him. And Lincoln Riley is literally showing everybody that, it's no difference between him being in Oklahoma and him being at USC. That man know what he's doing. He know how to coach football. He left Oklahoma. Oklahoma's program is turning into shambles as we speak. Not going to speak on that too much, but, yeah, they got something good going out there. USC is turned around. They're on upset watch this week, in my opinion. I think they're a good team, but they're on upset watch. Washington mm-hmm. State cannot be slept on. I, think, I said I think the USC's- same thing. USC is very good, but Washington State's defense is fast, right? And so exactly. if you're going to play this USC team, you got to have a fast defense. And they almost took down Oregon. And yeah. let's not act like Oregon hasn't been a great team since that Georgia game. Yeah, and they've been they've been pretty solid since that Georgia game. I agree with that. Uh, USC, um, like he said, on upset watch this week, I still have them when I did my rankings. They're my number five team. I have them over Clemson, in my opinion. I think they would beat a team like Clemson today just offensively. But defensively, they have shown that they can 
hold stout when they need to. They do struggle at sometimes. You can see where gaps would be if they played a better team, but they just haven't had them fully exposed yet. But I do um, – I'll say this. like they, I think this Washington State game, they're on upset watch, but I think it will go a lot like that Oregon State game they had. Oregon State was also a team. Really good defense. Offense was not all that great. If Caleb Williams is able to get going against that defense, it's going to be a blowout. But if they keep this game low scoring, it's going to be very, very close. I think I think for USC, I think Jordan Addison is the best wide receiver in college football. Like, like when I when I see him and Caleb Williams and like Jordan Addison makes everything look so easy for him between the route running, catching, catching traffic, and running after catch. He he's one of the top guys to do it. Caleb Williams, you look you look you look good. I mean. I can't hate. Like, I'll say this. Lincoln Riley is a great offensive coach. Mm-hmm. But defensively, he he doesn't – he's not really too fond on that. Like, he doesn't care about it. He, he'll let the, the defensive coordinator do everything he has to do. But he's way more hands-on on offense than anything. So, I, I'll say he's a great offensive coach. And them playing Washington State, do, do they go to Washington State? Um, let me go back and look. I think – it was in USC last time I looked. It is. Yeah, it's in at USC. So, yeah. home game I for think, him. I think still I, I still, I still think it'll be, it'll be like a, I think Washington State keeps it close, though, in my opinion, because their defense, defense is pretty fast. Because when I watched them, I think they upset it, Um, what was it, Mississippi State? Yeah. No, when I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was Washington that upset Mississippi State because that was Michael Penix at the thing. No, but I remember Washington State did have an upset, and I, I was like, I was like, yeah, they, they, they look, they look really good on defense. They're really sound. They're, they're all fast. So I was like, you can't, you can't, you can't be speed in today in today's leagues. They upset Washington Wisconsin. State. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, and they stop. lost by three to Oregon. Oh yeah, but, stop. Stop in Braylon how, Allen. How good uh, is that Wisconsin team, though? And yeah, we're we'll running see. game, but their coach did just get fired. I mean, you don't get fired if you're having a good season. There was more to just this season than that for their mm-hmm. coach to be fired. But I, I thought I thought it was an overreaction by um by Wisconsin's athletic department. Well, that's it's more just this season. They they went apparently, allegedly, right? I'm not going to get, I'm not plugged in or anything. They yeah. went eight months last year without a recruiting department. I mean, what? you can't ignore recruiting. Like, they, like, there has been something that came out that said they had a recruit come to the game and nobody talked to him. Nobody, nobody knew who he was. Nobody, like, no coaches, nothing? No, nothing. So what? I think it, I think, that reaction was not based yeah. on this year. That's I mean, of course, this year ain't going great for him. But if this year had gone good for him, he might still be there. But other than that, I mean, I don't think it was just based off this year. That's nah, crazy. I ain't going to lie. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I would, yeah. I've never heard that. That's, that's, that's wild. Yeesh. Oh, my God. That's wild. But – Okay, for UCLA, DCR is that guy. Yeah. He is that guy. Oh, that was, God, that was my that main guy. point. Thomas Robinson, UCLA. 
Dorian Thompson Robinson is, is what we thought Tate Martell would be. Dang. He's, he's, doing, he's, yeah. he's, doing, he's doing everything Tate, Tate Martell should have did while he was at Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and finally, we see Chip Kelly, like, being successful. Because we, we, we all remember his Oregon days. We all remember how good he was. Now, now it's finally showing at, U, at UCLA, but they have no fan support. None. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's bad because it's just such a the way USC is and the way I mean USC and UCLA, they're such. I mean, they're in LA. I mean, the school has so much more draw than the football program, and the only reason USC is able to have a decent fan showing is. It comes down to having a stadium on campus, right? It's the Rose Bowl is one of the best stadiums in the country, but for a UCLA student, it's a hour drive depending on the traffic. I mean, it's not you can't wake up and walk to the game. You have to drive one hour to get out there. So having that stadium on campus, I mean, they don't have the room, but having a stadium on campus would change things for UCLA. Yeah. But one thing to point out, UCLA is 8-0 and in their last eight games. So they, their winning streak isn't just this season. Yeah, that's, that's, what's, that's what's crazy. But at first, at first when I think of the, the Pac-12, I thought of this year, I thought of Utah, I thought of USC, and I thought of Oregon. I, I would never thought of uh, UCLA being, being this good. I thought they would be decent, but not 5-0 not and coming into this Utah game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I didn't think that they would be able to beat a team like Washington with Michael Penix Jr. being over there. Looking to me, in my opinion, he looked like a top four, top five Heisman candidate guy. And they went out there and he threw two picks and it didn't look great. So at UCLA defense, like I got to give a round of applause. Like they, they did pretty well out there. And then DTR is like, man, like he just yeah. he makes it happen. Like I don't know. What to yeah, DTR like, is... He's just crazy. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Oklahoma's downfall. Like, what what do you guys think think led led to this? I have a few things. Number one, I don't fully trust Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel is okay. He did get concussed in that game, which is why he had to sit out the rest of the game. And then I think partly is part of the reason that they lost that game. But they were getting beat before that. Their offense was not looking good. Their defense was not looking good. Brent Venables is finally starting to look flustered on the sideline of like, whoa, I got the hands of a full, an entire college team. Like I have the the whole team on my hands, not just the defense that I can readjust and everything like that. So I think he just has to get honestly adjusted to coaching a full team, offense and defense. And then two, he has to get his athletes in there. As long as he's still working under the athletes that they had, I'm forgetting their last coach. I just completely mind blanked. Oh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as long as he's still working under the defensive players that Lincoln Riley was was recruiting, which defensively wasn't great, Brett Venables is going to struggle. Until he starts getting those recruits that he was getting at Clemson on defense, he's gonna then he will start having a good time and stuff like that. But also I'm I'm just I I don't know. I don't see what everyone sees in Dylan Gabriel. Um I think he's an okay quarterback. I think he's a little bit above a game manager. He is still um, relatively young, but so he has time. So 
I, I give them a little bit of time, but right now I think those are the biggest things I see with Oklahoma. But the, the thing that's scary is it's only going to get worse. Y'all about to go into the SEC. It's, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> like it's, it's only about I've to get worse. So I, I really – I feel for Brett Venables. Like, he, he got to figure it out pretty fast. Like, I mean, the biggest problem is he's supposed to be a defensive coach, right? He was a defensive coordinator, now he's a head coach. He's supposed to be a defensive coach. He gave up 55. That's crazy. And, I mean, you just – if that's supposed to be your thing, you can't do that. If If you didn't win because of the offense and it looked like you weren't sure what to do, okay, but – Anytime, and it's, it's similar to Kirby Smart, right? He came over as a defensive coordinator. Kirby Smart wasn't giving up 55. He might lose some games, right? But it was mostly because he might have been struggling, just the offense just wasn't there. But the defense was never giving up 55. I mean, that's that's where my worry is. If, if they had just lost, whatever. But, I mean, what? TCU had to have almost 600 yards of offense. Yeah, yeah it was insane. 41 and then yeah. 55 in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Nah, I just I just think Brett Venables is in a Kirby Smart S situation, but worse talent or or I want to say worse resources because George is like top ten resources, but in a in a worse predicament in a way because he he he's having to have he's having to have a transfer quarterback with a fifth year senior, so he's gone after this year, so I have to start recruiting. And like most of different areas, and plus, like this is first year having the keys. Cause at Clemson, Brentville did a, such a great job on defense. We thought he was capable of taking over a team, but now he he has to get adjusted to understand like, oh, I have to like coach both ways, and I have to understand how things go for both sides. So I just I just think he has to he has to do a, a better job of that. But it's only his first year, so I don't, I don't want any overreactions. Like, yeah, it might be a down year for Oklahoma, but but I think I think he'll he'll whip it back in shape. And for next season, but when he gets to SEC SEC play, um, I just pray for him and his family because he's gonna be stressed out. <laughs> it's just honestly, it depends. It just depends what your expectations with Oklahoma going forward are. If you're expecting them to get in the playoff like they did under Lincoln Riley, no. And they're about to move to the SEC, no. But if you're expecting them to look like Mark Rich, Georgia, hmm. W- now, okay. Okay. Now, that, that, now, it could happen. It could not. But it just depends what your expectations are. If you're an Oklahoma fan, I mean, you just have to slow the roll. Playoff exactly. kind of looks out of the question. You've got to realize year, that but... right now, and even the next maybe three years, you might not be competing for that, that championship like they have for the past, what, four or five. So, yeah. And it, <laughs> it depends what scheduling the SEC goes to when they come into the conference. Like, if they go to pods, who's in your pod? Who do you have to play every year? If they yeah. – if somehow that – I doubt it. But if the SEC kept divisions, right, and they got thrown in the West and Alabama stayed there, I mean, it's, <laughs> it wouldn't be good for Oklahoma. It Yummy. <laughs> I would love that. That, that, would be, that, would be, that would be a sad day for Oklahoma fans. I would no, absolutely I, love that. No, nah, that would be bad. That would be so bad. Okay. So do do we have any newcomers in the Heisman race right now? Um, I don't think nobody's seriously not, challenging. Yeah, I will tell you yeah. right now, Stetson dropped out. Oh, he he did definitely, but but 
and y'all were hi- no, nah, you can't just blow that over because y'all were hyping him so much. There's don't no say, way. We no, said that. Don't start that. Because th- this is what I said. I said. I said this is this is good. This and third. This had a great start, but now in the last couple of stretches, yes, this has not played up to par. But we cannot fully blame him for his mistakes. And I don't. Do that. I mean, I wouldn't but, say he's fully out of it. He's definitely a long shot, but. I mean, if we're talking, he's not in that top. What now? It's three group. Yeah. Bryce Stroud and Caleb Williams. But yeah. if we're talking like, I mean, because that's all you can talk with the Heisman right now. Any newcomer is a long shot, right? And anybody besides those three is a long shot. And so, if we're talking long shots, I mean, does DJ Ugalele get any any look, any love? I mean, that's two back to back weeks. Good performances, good wins. I mean. Yeah, two two ranked opponents back to back. I can't I can't deny that. If I'm ranking, <laughs> it's still C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, but he has the potential to drop out not playing this week. Um, and it's like I hate to say this, but like, Hendon Hooker might be third, yeah. which is kind of crazy. But I don't even hate to say it. It's just like I hate to say it because I came on here and I hated on him. I won't lie. <laughs> no, no, like before the season started, I was definitely like, "Yo, who is Hendon Hooker?" <laughs> no, no cap, he definitely woke me up after that Florida game. I was like, "Yo, like <laughs> he's kind of crazy." No cap. Biggest, biggest thing for Hooker is he still has to go. Do they play at Alabama this year or is it at home? They got a schedule, man. They got Alabama, Georgia. Like, yeah, they got. He still has to go play Alabama. He has to play Georgia. And he still has to play Kentucky, right? I don't. I mean, Kentucky's not exactly who some people thought they were, but they're still a good football team. I mean, he's okay. still got. I think his three hardest challenges are still coming up. So, I don't know. Yeah. He, 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 he has to beat two and phenomenally play well in one if he loses. Yep. yep. Exactly. Exactly. Because he can't. He. If he's loses, I mean, and I think he will. If he loses to Bama and Georgia, you are. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, done. Because yeah, Stroud but, and Bryce Young probably don't lose in the regular season, and USC might not either. So, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, Caleb Williams is third. That's man. Yeah, Hendon Hooker fourth. But but by the looks of it, I think it's going to CJ. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. They you know they don't like to give Heisman to the same guy two years in a row, and yeah, CJ Stroud yeah. hasn't struggled at any point during this season to me. Even in that Notre Dame game, Notre Dame didn't score a point after after half, and C.J. Stroud took over. So. Yeah. It's just, I want to see who has, I think it might even come down to between Stroud and Williams, because they aren't going to want to give it to Bryce Young again if they can help it. Mm-hmm. Which of them has the best, I mean, because I assume their stats are going to be similar, but which of them has the better Heisman moment, right? Which one goes on the road, comes from behind, leads a game-winning drive, like, Bryce Young did it at Auburn last year. I mean, which one of them does that? Does when they play Michigan, does CJ Stroud throw for four hundred and four touchdowns? I mean, yeah, I think that's what it'll come down to. And I think Caleb Williams. You could argue he already had somewhat of a Heisman moment that last play against Oregon State in that last minute or so. I don't know how he fit that ball in there and, and that won him the game. Honestly, yeah, he's. I I say I say Caleb has more opportunities than. Than CJ because when we look, when we look at Ohio State schedule, they what is it? whoop everybody. Yeah, and then <laughs> then the only game we circle is the Michigan game. 
that's the only game we'll, we'll say, oh, this was CJ's Heisman moment. If he blows out Michigan, give it to him. But Caleb has still, I think Caleb still has Utah. He still has Oregon. And then he still has UCLA. And like all, all those are great, capable teams. And if, if they go, if they go behind, they come back and win. Say Keller had had another, had another Heisman moment there. So it all, it all it all just depends on on how on how things go for everyone's season. Well, that's the, that's the wrap of second number two for college football. We're gonna we're gonna go to this or that and the predictions for for this week games. Mm-hmm. Peace. Ooh, all right. Welcome back to. This or that, or and predictions for this week games. Okay, so the game this or that is basically you choose between one or the other. So it's just basically two two options I give you, and you just let me know where, where which one would you rather have. Okay, so we're gonna start hot. We're gonna start hot. Hot. Okay. Would you rather have the last three Heisman winners, which is Devonte Smith, Bryce Young, and Joe Burrow, or the first three in the twenty tens, which is Cam Newton, RG three, and Johnny Football. Ooh, dang man! Scam though, scam was ridiculous. Scam, scam? Cam, Cam Newton and Joe Burrow. You could like they both had an absolutely crazy one season. Like their one season was unbeatable. Like you were not. There was nobody that was stopping them. Um, mm-hmm. after that, uh. Johnny Menzel was great, but to me, him winning that Heisman was more of, like, a lack of anybody else showing that they could win it at the time. Like, he won that Heisman, and to me, he wasn't a Heisman-caliber player when you compare him to some of the other Heisman winners. Like, he was great in college, but, like, overall to me, I think, one, maybe I'm biased, he won that because he beat Alabama that season. And then after that, they didn't do much else honestly johnny manziel had a great season but in terms of texas a&m just winning like they didn't like win like they were supposed to the rest of that season uh rg3 was ridiculous though man (laughs) like what that's crazy ah dang i think i made my decision i think i gotta go with the last three because there's only been what? It's only Desmond Howard and Devontae Smith, or there's one. That's what I was about to say. Devontae Smith. It's only two, is... th- maybe three wide receivers, and Devontae Smith has th- done things that he did things I've never seen. I mean, I never seen in NFL, never seen in college, and I personally have never seen in high school. I mean, he was every single game he went out and dominated. We say Joe Burrow and Cam Newton are similar situations, but Joe Burrow had the best season of all time. And then you take Bryce Young. I mean, he had a great season too. I mean, not much to say about that compared to the other two, but it's just, yeah, they slightly take it. I mean, just more unicorn like seasons in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I would take the second one too. Devonte is kind of what breaks it to me. Uh, it's just ridiculous. The two thousand wide receiver. receiver is not yeah. something you see. And almost, I mean, like, he, he, when, when I think about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about it, it's like the little kid me would have instantly said twenty tens. Because like I, I, I remember Cam Newton made everyone do the new the the uh, Superman. Everyone, so I, like right. everyone was doing. And then and then you had Johnny Football with the money sign. Then you have RG three. It it, just, it was just so cool seeing RG three play. 
But all, all in all, when it comes down to it, it's just it's just the last three. Like they they had outweighed they had outweighed. Plus, all 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 three played in the championship, or they yeah. won. Yeah, and I mean, That's yeah, also it's just true. a lot of RG three and Menzel did not. A lot of nostalgic feelings when you talk about, I mean, Cam Newton and especially Cam Newton and Johnny Menzel. I mean, we I mean, yeah. be playing backyard football. We can all remember playing. The QB would scramble for thirty seconds, acting like they were Menzel. I mean. Yep. So, and then the signs, man, yeah. like the celebrations, like that's iconic, man. RG three, how he used to fall every time, fall back every time. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I love yeah. that. Okay, so the next next one is Boise State offense when Kellen Moore was there, or Oregon offense when they had Chip Kelly. Ooh, what? Oregon offense with Chip yeah, Kelly? Yeah, I was. I there had some crazy players over. I mean, I'm from and, Georgia. I've never been to Oregon, and I had a D'Anthony Thomas jersey, right? Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, like, what? Yeah. Mariota okay. was that guy. Like, Mariota. Yeah. Like, hmm. And I remember remember watching the Fiesta Bowl against – it was Kansas State. And on my this little computer, I, was, I mean, God, I don't know how old I was. And D'Anthony Thomas just takes the opening kickoff back. I mean, yeah, that offense was crazy. I mean. Nothing compared. Oh yeah, then Devin Thomas was probably like the most electrifying player that year, in my opinion. Okay, so next we got Deshaun Watson or RG three. It's hard not to be biased because of what they've done in the NFL. Um, I would have to go. Deshaun Watson, but barely because he won championships. Like that's hard. Yeah, that's what I was like, gonna say. That's, I mean, winning, that's really hard to beat. Yeah, yeah the but, better team, but I mean, he had that. I mean, he yes, he had the better team, but he also he showed up in the championship games. I mean, he threw that one to Hunter and Fro at the end of the game. I mean, nah, like I I say I say I say Deshaun, but RG three did more with less plus. But I also say, but I also say Deshaun Watson. Got helicopter in the air by Ruben Foster, I think. I was just thinking about that. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, I was like, look, he got helicopter in the air by Ruben Foster, and he still put up three hundred and won that game. And won that game. I was like, no, I'm not into that. Okay, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really a really tough one for you guys. Travis Etienne or Dalvin Cook in college? Mm. Travis Etienne was ridiculous. Ooh, so is Cook, though. Eye test, like, that's hard to choose just off eye test. That would be one I have to look at stats for. I might have to go Etienne, which is kind of crazy. I have to take Cook. I mean, I, I, I'd have to take <laughs> I mean, I, I, I test is, I mean, too close. But I just remember, yeah. what, Dalvin Cook in his last ball game putting up, like, 200 yards of total offense. I mean, oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I remember that because, because I think, cause I think, I think, um, they were like, "Oh, you're gonna see a whole bunch of Dalvin tonight," and Dalvin's gonna give everything he has, and Dalvin went. Dalvin had like three, four touchdowns, yeah. had like two hundred twenty on the ground, and he caught, he caught for one too. So it's like, I was just amazed. But then Travis Etienne, all in all, I think Travis Etienne made made Clemson better than what they were, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I, so I agree. He was ridiculous. It was, it, it was just it was so hard to think about it. Okay. The next one is Trayvon Boykin or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Trayvon Boykin was a great yeah. player. But Kyler Murray won the Heisman. Yeah, like, Kyler Murray was a Heisman. Boykin, but it's, it's Kyler. <laughs> I mean I mean, I'm taking Boykin, but I I, I still I still I still like Kyler, but here's the thing, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Don't kill me. You, you have to you have to I, I, I've never seen this. All of all the games I have watched football, I've never seen a head coach dap up a player after he got a first down. That was hard. I will I won't lie, yeah, that was, was hard. They yeah. was like, yo, I never yeah. seen that. Like I didn't realize Boykin was that guy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, whoa, like, like, Kyler was cool, but we had to think of who he had. He had CD on the outside with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. That's true. That's true. He and, had some and weapons, he, and, and, and he had Joe Mitch in the backfield. Yep. So it's just like that's cool and all, but man, Trayvon Boykin, hey, get get him those people. It'll be a way different story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can, and, I get where we're coming from. And Boykin, I mean, I Boykin had me liking TCU. So I mean, I mean. <laughs> He had them. I mean, he had them like high too. I can't remember exactly what they got up to. They're like peak. Yeah, but... they got up to like three. Yeah, I think it was three or four. Yep. Yeah, they I remember good. they were arguing what TCU should be in that be in it that year. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so in college, would y'all uh, that Prescott or Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> I'm gonna go Teddy B. Mm-hmm. Teddy B was was really good in in college. Like he was, uh, he was. I won't say he was Lamar before Lamar because he played completely different. different. But Teddy B Great. was a very exciting player to watch in college. He was definitely yeah. a winner. He could get stuff done. Um, he was one of the first Louisville quarterbacks that started on getting them better quarterbacks. I feel like Dak Prescott. He was a good college player, but he progressed crazy when he got to the NFL. The things he's been doing in the NFL was not what he was doing at Mississippi State. And I compared him to this. I said at Mississippi State, if him and K.J. Jefferson played at the same time, you would say they look about the same. I swear I said that. When I I was looking at these matchups, I swear I was going to put K.J. Jefferson. I was like, bro, that's that's K.J. Jefferson's draft comp. Yes, he looks exactly how they played in college. Looks very, very similar. They can throw the ball. They have a decent arm. They read through progressions and stuff like that. But in order for them to win a game, they have to use their legs. They got to run. So they're not just going to do it on just their arm. Dak has made it, so now he can win with just his arm. I don't know what happened from him getting drafted from Mississippi State to being on the Cowboys, but, like, he was not what – he was not that guy, like, when he was at Mississippi State. That ankle injury changed. That's true. After after that, when 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 have we ever seen that roll out of the pocket and say I'm gonna just take this? On guard, he does not run anymore. He does not run. Yeah, he anymore. doesn't. Not nearly as much. Sad. I'd still take. I take Teddy Bridgewater too. I mean, he was. Nah, it, he really he really was that guy at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, Dak had Dak had that year where he got him number one and they fell off. But yeah. <laughs> yep, I remember that. <laughs> bro, I, Yo. I, I remember the annoying cowbells on college game day. I was like, oh, bro, yeah. turn this yeah. off, bro. I was so mind. I was so angry, but like they deserved it though. But then when like ah like these these are the two games I remember that going to LSU and winning in in his home state, and then I, I remember Teddy B getting blown up by that Florida defender and losing his helmet. Yep, that's what I, I remember. That. And I and that, also, that's how I was remember though. You also got to remember that Dak had Dan Mullen as a coach who 
like him or not. I mean, mm-hmm. he knows he knows awesome. how to get the most out of his QBs. Yeah, yeah. he knows I how mean, to work an offense. So, for sure. so okay. okay. So next, Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney? In college, I mean, yeah, wow. college. God, I don't, I don't want to be biased <laughs> to when I was watching him as a kid, but I feel like it's Clowney. I mean, he just, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. different. Clowney made defensive linemen look good. He I sat know. out a full season and still was the first overall pick. I don't know if Miles Garrett could have done that. Mm, no, I think <laughs> I think Miles could have, cause 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 that year, cause that year, Mom, they were like. Miles Garrett's unanimous number one from the beginning of the season. Like they had in the NFL GMs vote on that, and it was like Miles Garrett. Anytime okay. someone brings up Clowney, I can only remember him popping the next player's head off after a bad call too. So, yeah, Miles Garrett did used to get on my nerves playing him every year though. Like A M, like yeah, blow my mind. Yeah, he used to piss me off. Okay, Manti Teo or Devin White? <laughs> Manti. Yeah, it's Manti. I mean, he, he was, was that guy. He I was, think if I remember correctly, he was getting Heisman injuries. Oh, yeah. He was as a he linebacker. Was. He was a finalist, a and they went to the national yeah. championship. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, here's the here's the thing I say: if Manti Taylor never had that situation, he would have went first round, and he would have had a way longer NFL career. That's what I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If he and if he I, never had that situation, I promise you, he would have did that. Yeah, it, I mean, it threw him off for his whole career. He would have went higher. He would have gotten more chances because he was a first round pick. And I mean, I just it would be I mean it was devastating. I mean you got to feel bad for the guy, but yeah. I don't know. No. I don't know if he got tricked or what happened or if he was scamming. Oh, no. it, it, it's a whole series on Netflix. It's crazy. Yeah, I seen. It was kinda like yeah, it's kinda wild. I've seen part of it, bits and pieces actually. But yeah, like I yeah. I had watched the first episode, I was like, I ain't gonna lie, man, Ty, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like, got done. If I remember correctly, yeah. his mom had just died too. Yep. I yeah. Think. I, so, I think it was, it was someone like that. Yeah, it was his grandma. So, it was his grandma. Someone like that. And then, and then, and then they his said that his girlfriend, yeah. That, after that, I was like, nah. And I feel bad because, I mean, not to get too off topic, but because people blamed him when it was yeah. not all his fault. Yeah. So Every I, really, I, I think if it had been, if that happened this year and you know, college and NFL teams thought about mental health the way they do now, it might would have been different for them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. They would have okay. treated the situation better. Way better. Way better. Okay. Pat Sertan or Derek Stingley? I'm biased. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Dave? Uh, Derek Stingley literally didn't play for like two seasons, bro. Yeah, it's also hard not to think about it. He, he still went top three. NFL. That's cool. <laughs> okay. It's just, I don't it's know what hard that means to think to me. about what Sertan's doing like, in the NFL. Like, I'm really having a hard time, like, removing that from college. But Sertan was doing this in college. The only game yeah, that I've seen Sertan actually struggle with in college, LSU. Jamar Jeff, I mean, Jamar Jefferson, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Like, the, that was the only game that I can just point at and be like, yeah, Sertan got beat a lot. Like, they, he got and, beat, he was getting cooked. I won't lie. But you can't blame him for that. Everyone, I mean, that happens to anyone. Exactly. What happened to Derek Stingley? Exactly. Like, but 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 Derek Stingley went up in practice. But Derek Stingley freshman year was crazy. Yeah, freshman, His freshman year, year then, was crazy. But after but that, I he think, didn't do it. He played. What? He didn't have to. 
I don't literally, care. Literally, literally, his sophomore year, his sophomore year, we're, we're like, we're like, oh, he played like three games, then he sat out for the rest of the year, and then he and then he declared for the draft his junior year, but he didn't even play. What are they saying about Stingley right now? He's good. <laughs> what? He's been okay. To me. Like, been he's been he's been straight. He's been solid, but I mean, I can't hate on the man. Okay. I'm not hating. I just like I don't know how you can yeah, choose yeah. Stingley when he played one season. Like, yeah, I know, but I don't know. I, was, I ain't gonna lie. Patrick to ten. It was it was it was like a quiet lockdown. He it was. was. Like, no one say anything about him because no tar- no quarterbacks would target him. He would shut down inside of the field. He would not throw Patrick to ten had him on on seat belts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. I, I don't think you're going to be bossing this, Justice. Jabril Peppers or Minka Fitzpatrick? Jabril Peppers. Okay. Yeah. Jabril yeah. Peppers. Yeah, it's Peppers. I was about to say, I mean, don't say me. Nah, we can really go we can really going on about that. They both played he, every single position, yeah. but Jabril Peppers also kick and punt return. They were putting him in on offense. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, he was Peppers playing running crazy. back. I mean. Exactly. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Saquon Barkley or Jonathan Taylor? Saquon. Saquon. College Saquon. Saquon was wild in college. Jonathan Saquon. Taylor was great in college, hear but not like going to compare him to. Nah, like, like I, I always remember Saquon against Ohio State. The first kickoff, I was like, and he took it. But I was like, I was like, Penn State might win this game. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. they man starts telling. Oh yeah, I was like, never Trace. mind. Trace. <sighs> Don't let me get talking about him. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a good one too. Ezekiel Elliott or Nick Chubb. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm. I mean, I'm biased. I'm gonna <laughs> say Chubb. I'm biased, but but, but but here's the thing. Here's the hmm. thing for me. Here's the thing for me. I can be biased, but I can I can't hide the fact that Ezekiel Elliott came in and he carried an Ohio State team to a championship. Like that's I can't. I, I can't. Like I might be a little like, bit biased too. Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State beat Bama. Nick Chubb like, in Georgia they, did not. Like Ezekiel Elliott went in there and like I mean Cardale Jones like come on now it was Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas like that they, playoff they, game was crazy insane I mean like, Zeke, I think that was Zeke the first was, year of yeah. playoffs the first year they yeah. did they did the college mm-hmm. football playoff like mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was wild and it was like seeing Zeke like I I promise you I was praying that Alabama's downfall that game bro, I was like I hope they you're lose. the biggest hater. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I said I, I told I told my dad my, my dad was like oh Bam was gonna beat them by thirty. I was like, why? I was like, why Zeke? I talk, I'm talking about Zeke. Zeke just found the hole. He outran Eddie Jackson, everybody. I was like, dang. I was man. hating so bad, too, because I was like, yo, like, there's no way they are getting by with a third-string quarterback. It didn't matter. They had a yeah. Zeke Elliott. Like, it did not matter. I promise you, Zeke was so different. Even Zeke is first year in the league. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chubb yeah. was affected by that knee injury at Tennessee. So, I think it might would be different mm-hmm. if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, but, but I think, but I think I, I'm not gonna lie. If, if Nick Chubb never got hurt, he he would have been an all-time leading rusher. Oh yeah, he had one of the best comebacks from an injury like that that I've seen. Like he has not yeah. missed a step since he got back. Nah, he looks better, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he looks better. Okay, in college, Mike Evans or CD Lamb? That's a close one again. He. I'll say Evans. I think he had less players to take the attention off of him, less wide receivers, tight ends that would take the attention off of him. 
And he, I mean, it's hard to say because they both had Heisman winning quarterbacks, but he had the worst quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, it, that was, I was he about to say He also wasn't playing Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's system. So, facts. Yeah. I was about to say CeeDee Lamb, but yeah, like you just kind of convinced me. Like, I won't lie. He did not have all those guys next to him, like we were talking about earlier in Hollywood, Mark Andrews. He didn't have Kyler Murray. He didn't have Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley. He had Manziel and Kevin Summers. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's what I get. Okay, I mean that's that's a core to work with right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This, this this one's a really good one. Brock Bowers or Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts. I'm I'm, I'm biased. I, I knew he. I knew he. I knew he was gonna say. I knew he was gonna Brock say Bowers. Bowers. Mm-hmm. Brock Bowers. Okay. You're I, crazy. I, I, Brock Bowers, what he did as a freshman, he should have won the Mackey. Mackey. Yeah, he should have won the Mackey. It was it was just biased because they didn't want to give it to a freshman. He should have won it. I agree. Right. I think the I think the thing that separates him, I think he's more versatile than Pitts. I don't think Pitts could line up in the backfield or take a jet sweep like he can. No, so. I agree with that. I agree with that as well. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I and I, I don't think the pass catching separates him enough to overtake that. And that's where yeah. I disagree. I think Kyle Pitts pass catching down, down the field. No, he, he, he could throw a fifty was, but... fifty ball, and it wasn't even fifty fifty anymore. It was like eighty twenty. But I think that's how Brock it is. Bowers, you, I, I, am I don't biased. think I don't I don't know if you can throw a fifty fifty ball to Brock Bowers all the time. I don't see that. That one he had in the corner of the end zone versus South Carolina. I mean, the DB made the definition of a perfect play. I mean, he got his hand in there. He forced him. I mean, he put it where Stetson had to throw it high into the sideline. And I'm pretty sure it would have been an NFL catch, too. I don't think he only got one foot down. Yeah, he put two feet in. Yeah, so. That's what I believe. Yeah. Okay. Next is who had the better highlights, Tavon Austin or Reggie Bush? Tavon Austin. No. I, I can't. That... <laughs> Let's go. I tell you. Reginald, that he t- put the ball behind his back. We that... saw that. We did. I'm going to let y'all two go at it. Because <laughs> in, like, in my defense, like my dad made me watch like, old, old, like older college football games, like older games in general. So I saw Reggie Bush. I was like, whoa. Like, if Reg- like I'll say this. If, if Reggie Bush in college today – was to play like these defenses now? I promise you, Reggie Bush. That's will be times two. Reggie Bush definitely the better player. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, ever but, but, but I but think the that, that, but the highlight tape, the highlight tape of Tavon Austin is just too iconic. It's crazy, it might, and it might not. It might not even technically be the better highlights, but the it's more overall iconic. highlight tape is yeah. way more iconic. I, so, I will say I, Tavon I, Austin's I, highlight tape is edge, definitely iconic, but I like Reggie Bush's more. Like I'm. I, he was just crazy, man. Like, wow, no but but, but I say this. should still have his Heisman. Yeah, thank you. Retweet. Thank or you. he should get it back now. They need to fix that. Yeah, right, right, they got to stop. Thank you. Because he, he didn't do anything for one, anything they weren't doing at the time. Right. And, I mean, he wasn't – it wasn't really that outlandish. I mean, I – I bet if you could see everything that happened, I bet there are plenty of other players oh, who got probably similar deals. Yeah, yeah. and, and especially now that you can do that, just yeah. give it back to them. 
I mean, Reuben there's no Foster more point hit to be Alabama's made. Co- it hit Alabama's campus and had a Charger a scat pack so fast. Yes. I have never seen a come up like that. <laughs> like before, even before these, <laughs> even before this NIL, there was no way some of these players were showing up in the cars they were. Right? Mm-mm. No, sir. So it, it's just give it back to them already. I mean, and there's no point to be made anymore because there is NIL. It's legal. They like they don't have any reason to be making a point anymore. That's what. It, it's it's a little crazy to me because now now I think about I think the reason why Tavon Tavon Austin is still in the league or like in in some way it it pertains to the highlight tape, yeah. To me, Cause which like, is crazy because I saw them they like released him from the Bills the other day. I was like, bro, I could have swore he'd been in, out of the league for at least three years yeah. now. And all of a sudden, I was like, I got an alert and it was like he got released from the Bills. I was like, he was on the Bills. Like I didn't even the know. The last that. team like, I genuinely remember him being on was. The Cowboys, like, same, yeah, however same. many years ago. Really? I don't know and what it, he's done and, since then. And the main reason for that was because I would move him up in the Madden depth chart. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest reasons for that. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, he, he he did all that. He he looked good on the Rams, then the Rams fired their coach and stuff like that, and things didn't work out. But but he played with the Jaguars, and then he went to the Bills. And I was like, I was like, Taylor Austin's done the league? I didn't know he was on the Jaguars. When did, when did that happen? Like, that was the first time I heard about that. <laughs> like, what? Hey, exactly. Tavon hey, Austin was in the league just because of, like, not not just because of, his, just because of the highlight tape, but it's like the highlight tape made, like, GMs think, oh, we can still use this guy. He still got a little juice left. But it's He's like, versatile. But it's like, if, if Tavon Austin was, was to come up nowadays, if it would have came up, had a West Dream like that, I ain't going to lie, Tavon Austin would have been probably that. He probably he probably been the second wide receiver taken off. They think they'd be playing him like how they play Tyreek. He could run the ball. He could catch returns. Mm-hmm. He could get deep. He was fast. Like he's there not many he, guys catching him. He was shifty. Like he, they'd be playing him like Tyreek in a lot of places. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so it's just it's just hard. Okay, okay, Gabe. For for your first this or that, how did you like it? It was good. Some of the questions were a lot harder than the others. Oh my god! Yeah, you had a, you had a good one. You had a good one. I was definitely yeah. Those, those were all those. good ones, bro. I bro, I had to be thinking. I had to think so hard for that because in my head I was like, I had I had to think like them. I'm like, nah, that's too easy. That's too easy. Like, mm-hmm. it okay. So now we're we're gonna get into score predictions or pick, picking games. We're gonna pick mm-hmm. games. I, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just say the teams. And you guys just you guys let me know, okay? Georgia Southern versus Georgia State. Georgia Southern. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Michigan versus Indiana. Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Tennessee versus LSU. Tennessee, Tennessee. but I think LSU makes it a challenge in the first half. Yes. I think there's a reason that the spread is only minus three. Right? Exactly. I mean, not 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 gambling advice. Mm-hmm. Not, giving advice covers, not giving advice. Not giving advice. Not gambling <laughs> advice. They probably cover what the line is, but it's a close game. Okay. TCU versus Kansas. Tough one, TCU. I'm just, I have, golly, what? Very tough one, TCU. I'm taking Kansas. It's at home, sellout game day. I think, I think, I think the environment is going to win it for them. I really, I think TCU is probably the better team, but they are. And I'm picking Kansas for the story too. I mean, they've got to. Thank you. Okay. TCU got a little more offense. Yeah. 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 Arkansas versus Mississippi State. Miss. Ah, 
Dang, man, this is tough. Mississippi State. I Dang. got Mississippi State. I'm, t- I'm taking Ar- Arkansas. I'm taking Arkansas. K- Katie Jefferson is not going loud. Arkansas, that. yeah, they can't lose three in a row. Three in a row. They can't. They, they can't do that. They can't. can't. I just and I hope can't. and I won't lie. This is also a little bit of hopefulness. Like I don't want Mississippi State to get a big head either. They're undefeated, aren't they? No, they, lost they, lost, they dropped one. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. They did lose one, but they beat A and M now. And and I feel like they're if if they go into what the next few weeks they play in Bama and everything like that. They go into that high and mighty. I'm not gonna like them. So I want Arkansas. I mean, to knock I, them I really now. hope they don't go into that high and mighty because they really. I mean. They need to slow the roll if they start talking about Bama. But I think it's going to be an offensive battle, though. Will Rogers versus KJ Jefferson. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think KJ puts up two fifty plus on the in the air, and I think about eighty seventy rushing yards. Yep. I How many times that. does Mississippi State let Drew Saunders get to Will Rogers? It's yep. going to be a big. That's How many times can they get him on the ground? It's going to be big. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Texas versus Oklahoma. I'm taking Texas. Texas. Quinn is back. He looked really good versus Bama. I don't think Dylan Gabriel's playing. Nah, I, don't I mean think he got so. completely knocked out. I really don't think he is. Uh, nah, and enough. and I think I think Texas would be a lot different team right now if they had kept Quinn healthy because he looked dynamic. So I agree. I said this and I'll say it again. If Quinn Ewers did not go down in that Bama game. That might have been a Bama loss, and I will say that as a Bama fan, like that, that it was not looking great, man. So I have to give it to Texas and Quinn Ewers. Oklahoma looks so fake. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And they're not going. They're not going to have a good Texas defense. Look good versus Bryce Young and Alabama. Oklahoma's defense is not going to be able to hold them. Definitely, I I don't think they hold them under forty, but they definitely won't hold them under 30, 35. So. Yeah, I I'll say I'll say I'll say this I'll say this I'll say this. If Quinn you and Quinn if Quinn you has never got hurt, we will look at him as a Heisman contender right now. They might. I that's a good take. That's a good take. I could see it. We will look at him as a Heisman ha- contender. He would it, definitely have a Heisman moment. He would have that because, moment for sure. <laughs> because because when we look at it, if someone beats Bama, and you, and you made effort, you made passes look so effortlessly. Yeah, he he's gonna be he's gonna be a Heisman contender. He he might not win it, but we for sure are going to bring his name up. I'll say that. Georgia, Georgia versus Auburn. I got Georgia. Georgia. And um, I and I think I think they because I said this like we I did this on my show like do they cover the spread and everything? I think Georgia yes. covers the spread, I agree. but I, I agree. do see Auburn having um. A little bit of fun in the first half. I think they will get creative in that first half and maybe um, see if they can copy what Missouri was doing. Um, I have nothing to lose. I yeah. I truly believe Auburn is the poverty of the SEC West right now. Yeah, and I'll even give a score for that one. I've yeah. got forty-two ten Georgia. So forty-two ten. I have the exact same score. That is so yeah. crazy to me. There's That's no not, way. That, I mean, the spread's thirty. The spread's thirty. The spread is thirty. I, I that's not that's not crazy. That is not crazy, Justin. Don't don't. I think. Don't I just start, think the second think, half of that game is going to get. That's where it's going to blow up. But I don't know about forty. Actually, I don't have them covering the spread. I did not realize it was thirty. No, I don't have them covering that spread. Oh, no, God. I think I think this game. I think 
I mean, we said I don't want to go too much back into Georgia, but we said their prop or I said their problem was leadership and not getting up for the easy games, right? This is three thirty as you see on CBS. It's Auburn. Auburn hasn't won in Athens since two thousand five. Um, Auburn Center just said they could come out and demolish Georgia. I mean, they gave the defensive line yes, bulletin board said, material. Why did he say that? Like, I don't know. That's the only, that's the only I'm saying. Now, Georgia's going to manhandle them. I'll, that's I'll defend him. He didn't mean it the way he worded it, but if you just take a snapshot of that quote, he came out and said they were going to demolish him. What he yeah. was saying was if they could stay ahead of the sticks and stay on first and second down, then they would demolish him. But the way he worded it, I mean, they still gonna have to win. They won't have down, but yeah, they won't have Jalen Carter. But if I don't see, I think Nazir Stackhouse, Michael Williams. I promise you, that was um, what I say. I think I think they're gonna have great games. I think Georgia will easily cover. I will say this: well, I guess Auburn they won't cover by much, but it won't be. Auburn did beat Auburn beat Missouri seventeen fourteen. So what? It's a new week. We saw what happened against Missouri. They they want to cook you for a loss. We won. We take moral it. Victory, bro. We hey, we take it. Y'all had a moral victories on the schedule. It says W for us. Okay, man. Hey, all I know is I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Uh, Auburn's defense is bro, pretty we, solid. The dude, only game that they've really blown up was Penn State. So they're they're, they're literally gonna blow up Tank Bixby, and Tank Tank Bixby yeah, is a great running back. And I mean, I'm not. I mean, Auburn's offense. Auburn's offense is a is a no no. Auburn's defense is not bad to me. Penn no, State was no, the only game no. that they've really just like opened up and didn't stop yeah, anything. But, but but and Tank is going yeah. to regret not transferring this offseason and coming to Georgia. I forgot that's, about that. That's my oh, that's my. No, no, Tank, Tank. I don't know if Tank was going to transfer anywhere. <sighs> he should. I ain't gonna lie. Call me a hater or you want to. He should have transferred to Alabama before Gibbs did. Yeah, if he would have did, did we that. We did try to get him, too. We did try to get him. I yeah. forgot about that. I, I promise you, if, if, Tank, if, if Tank did that, Tank would look at Tank Bisbee as as we have as a contending RB1 against Bijan. Yeah, Bijan Robinson. And I'm That's, I'm going to give a little quick stat prediction. I think Nolan Smith has two sacks this weekend. No, no, it's little hot, like, little hot, but not too hot of a take. That's not that's not crazy because he he always comes up clutch against Auburn. To me, he always does so. Okay, so next we have North Carolina versus Miami. I got UNC. Um, I think Drake May is that guy. Yeah. Still, I don't think Miami's that good. Miami's fake until uh, Crystal Ball starts to get some recruits in there. Yeah. Not seeing it, North Carolina. Okay. Um. Mm, BYU versus Notre Dame. BYU. BYU. I mean, I, they look pretty good this year. Notre Dame's. Yeah, they they look good. Notre good. Dame just. Oh. They fell off. I right. think worse. And off they weren't Texas A&M. Were they on? So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> North, Carolina, North Carolina State versus Florida State. This is going to be a tough one. That's I think really good game. This is the prediction for me. Mm. I in my head, I'm like Devin Lill. Devin Lill. Literally, it's gonna look really good this game, cause cause Florida State can't cover like that. But then I looked down, I realized I was like, ah, give me Florida State. They, I'm taking NC State. I'm take. 
I'm, ta- I'm taking Florida State. I'm pretty sure. Back. I'm pretty sure NC State's at home, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they're at home, but I'm still taking Florida State. I'm taking. Yeah, because because when we look at it, NC NC State can guard on running backs, and that's Florida State's offense. Yeah, I was about to say Florida State is really I'll good at running the ball. The NC State has solid defense. I'll give it to Florida State, but that's very reluctant. That's extremely Play reluctant. Use it. Like I said, Florida State. Um. Okay. Uh. Justin, give your prediction on how much Alabama beats Texas A&M by, and why? Because <laughs> I know I know oh, you Just tell I me did, why. Um, why? Because I told you it's gonna be a running game. It's gonna be a running game. It's gonna be Jalen Milrow and Jameer Gibbs versus Devin A. Chain, and I think that's basically what it's gonna chalk up to. Who can get a stop when it comes to that? Alabama's defense has struggled against the run to an extent when you watch it on when you watch it in the eye test that you can see where the gaps are. But stat wise, when you look at Alabama's defense against the rush, teams don't get much. And I don't see Devin A. Chain being that much different right now unless Haynes King or Max Johnson is able to make something happen with their arm where they can open up the run. We know what's coming. It's not going to be great. Um, score well, prediction. Max is out for the year. Oh yeah! Oh he yeah! Broke, yeah yeah! So yep yep yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Give give <laughs> that's give Bama ten more points. <laughs> that's so tough. Um, uh, Seventeen. The spread was twenty four. I think I said twenty one on my show, so I'm gonna stick with that. I think they. I think. They, I think they covered. I think they. Covered. Yeah. I, I think. I, I mean, think, I'm seeing like thirty five point win. Like I'm, I'm seeing like a. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing the blocks. No, here's my thing. They're gonna come in disrespected, Alabama. They're gonna feel real disrespected. Oh, so, they, yeah, they, yeah. How much you did? This is exactly what was going to happen. This is exactly what's gonna happen. Nick Saban's been talking to them all week. I don't want y'all talking to them. I don't want y'all to say nothing until after the game. I don't want y'all to do nothing. Damn. When 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 they do a captain handshake, everyone's gonna look each other in the eye, and after that, it's wraps. It's rough. And then, and then after the game, Nick, Nick Saban won't say a word about testing. He said, and he's probably going to say, I don't want y'all to compare us to testing mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But he's not going to say like that, but he's going to mean it. What I'm he's going to say is, that's a tough team on the other side of the ball. I don't care what anybody says. Something, something like that. Yeah. Man. No, bro. And I don't care. But what I'm really, I will tell you, like you gave that Nolan Smith prediction, Will Anderson, three, three. four sacks. Four, like, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to that field. He got shut down in this game last season. They talked about it a ton. They love to rub it in his face. For some reason, he is not going to let that happen again. That was a big and, reason why Alabama lost. And last you want to talk about Anaya Smith is out for the season too. Their best playmaker on offense. Yep. Evan Stewart might get loose once, but their best playmaker on offense is out. Their best quarterback is out. And even with those two, they're just not a good team. They're mm-hmm. not. And, and, I, and I promise you, and I promise you, and I promise you, them Alabama players are gonna post them quotes. Oh yeah, for sure, for post sure. Them. We it's do got a so- lot of dudes who like to uh, get they spicy. Got- Trayshawn Holden, I already know oh. he's gonna say something crazy. Kool Aid's gonna, gonna say so something crazy. Yeah, Kool Aid is gonna be so bad because uh, all I remember during some of his Texas players saying, "Oh, I can't, I can't wait to the first to the first weekend in October. They gonna really know what's up." Okay. What? <laughs> they are coached by Nick Saban. Nick Saban is gonna have them boys crazy about this game. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he's probably, he's probably having, having, having those calls up in the locker room saying, "This is what they think of us." So whenever y'all go to practice, 
Remember that. Remember that. <laughs> no and they should get beat by 50 for the fact that they could not find a way to come in with one loss or be undefeated and make this maybe Cause the man. best game day of the year. So If they came in undefeated, I – This would have been the biggest game I mean, day I would, Oh, yeah. I probably would have gone down there, genuinely. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I genuinely would have bought – Try to buy a ticket mm-hmm. and try and try just walk in there and just see 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 how it is. I promise you, because mm-hmm. I I want to have that experience. See, see how Bear fans will react to after this game. Boy, that would be that's that's so bad. I just oh my god, like Texas A&M is so done for for this weekend. It's gonna be so bad for them. Yeah, I just think about it. Hey, Hayes King's going he's he might get he's hurt. Not gonna have fun at all. Like, not, not. A, <laughs> like, I mean, he, like, no. Think about it. Innocent, Dallas yeah. He's gonna, his jersey is gonna look like that one, uh, Tim Tebow one from when they played Florida State when it was rainy. He got all that red over it. I mean, it's gonna oh, be like, God. I mean, he's gonna it's be bad. I yeah. think, I, I think, I think Will Anderson is gonna challenge the defense to not, not even let them get into their red zone. Mm-hmm. My, my, not even let them get past the fifty. The fifty, I would love that. <laughs> If, if that happens, that's that's Ralphs. That's Ralphs. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Well, we're moving on to the next segment, and that's going to be NFL and what we're, we're going to talk about. Okay. See you guys. Peace. <laughs>